Hello and welcome to the CyberSec Study audio podcast for the new 8-domain CISSP exam. This is Domain 1, Episode 1, entitled Security and Risk Management. You're listening to the free version of this episode, which does not include all of the content that's available in the full version of this episode, located on the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. So let's begin. Term number one, laws. There are IT security laws such as FISMA, the Federal Information Security Management Act of 2014. Another IT security law is SOX, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002, and GLBA, the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act of 1999. These laws are obligatory and apply to federal agencies, publicly traded corporations, and the banking industry, respectively. There are different types of legal systems that we'll discuss, such as common law, customary law, and religious law. We'll also discuss some of the core issues of cyber law, such as the unauthorized modification or destruction of information in domain number eight, entitled Security in the Software Development Lifecycle. Term number two, policies. Policies are organization-specific rules. Punishment for non-compliance with a policy usually comes in the form of a written reprimand or termination of employment. Every organization should have a security policy document that every employee reads and signs before employment begins. Term number three, regulations. Regulations are industry-specific obligatory rules that usually carry a monetary punishment. Examples include HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, and the PCI DSS, the Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard. The key thing to know here is that regulations are industry-specific. Be careful not to group these with laws. Laws are applied at national, state, and local municipalities. Regulations are industry-specific. Term number four, standards. Standards can be national or international. They are obligatory rules that do not usually carry a monetary punishment. One example of a punishment for not complying with a national standard could be that your company loses a license or some kind of corporate designation. An example of the American National Standards Body is NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. NIST identifies standards and guidelines at the national level for industry, academia, and the U.S. government. An example of an international standards body is the ISO, the International Organization for Standards. The ISO is comprised of representatives 
from various national standards organizations. 158 nations out of 203 total countries in the world to date. Term number five, guidelines. Guidelines are helpful recommendations that are not obligatory. They're only suggestions or recommendations. Term number six, procedures. Procedures are step-by-step -step instructions. A procedure document would list in order the steps necessary to perform a certain function. Term number seven, baselines. A baseline is a benchmark, an initial state from which things are measured or compared. Term number eight, governance. Governance ensures that business focuses on core activities. Governance clarifies who in the organization has the authority to make decisions. It determines accountability for actions and responsibility for outcomes. And governance also addresses how expected performance will be evaluated. Term number nine, compliance. Compliance refers to the processes an organization implements to ensure a sufficient response to all applicable rules, policies, regulations, or laws. Term number 10, risk management. Risk management is a systematic approach to identifying, analyzing, prioritizing, and responding to risk. Term number 11, risk. Risk equals the likelihood versus the impact of a threat exposing a vulnerability. And those are the four main components of risk. Likelihood, impact, threat, and vulnerability. You don't have a risk if you don't have both a threat and a vulnerability, and you can't measure risk without considering both likelihood, and impact. Term number 11.1, vulnerability. A vulnerability is a weakness. If a standards body such as NIST recommends that you implement a particular technical security control and you currently do not comply, you have a vulnerability. If there's a hole in the fence surrounding the perimeter of your office building, and you also have a vulnerability. Term number 11.2, threat. A threat is a potential exploit of a vulnerability. Term number 11.3, likelihood. Likelihood deals with the probability that a potential vulnerability could be exercised by a given threat agent. NIST has identified three categories that help us determine a likelihood rating for a potential risk, either high, medium, or low. NIST also defines statements for how you could rate the likelihood of a threat source exposing a vulnerability. You would document that 
the likelihood of a threat source exposing a vulnerability is high if the threat source is highly motivated and sufficiently capable and controls to prevent the vulnerability from being exercised are ineffective. You would document that the likelihood of a threat source exposing a vulnerability is medium if the threat source is motivated and capable but not highly motivated and sufficiently capable, but controls are in place that may impede successful exercise of the vulnerability. And you would document that the likelihood of a threat source exposing a vulnerability is low if the threat source lacks motivation or capability or controls are in place to prevent or at least significantly impede the vulnerability from being exercised. So again, if you've identified a potential risk in your environment, you have a vulnerability and there's a threat source. You would select a likelihood rating of high, medium, or low based on these definitions provided by NIST, or you could come up with your own definitions. The key is to have definitions for why you would select a likelihood rating and an impact rating so that you can measure the risk and document an overall risk rating in a consistent and repeatable way. That concludes the free version of this episode. To purchase the full version of this episode and all of the other episodes for all eight domains, which contain more additional content for just $1 an episode, go to the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. You can purchase a USB drive with all of the full audio versions or download them instantly. You can also sign up for a two-week online or on-site boot camp for just $500. With my guarantee that you'll pass the exam the first time or I'll give you a full refund.